Hey, college kids, welcome back to my podcast. Today's interview is a little special because I'm interviewing my first transfer student. So, Shahaf, who's currently a junior at Boston University, transferred from community college. It was really interesting learning about community college and the transfer application process. So, I hope you enjoy as much as I did. Hey, college kids. Welcome back to my podcast, Who Cares About College? Today, I am interviewing Shahaf. So could you please introduce yourself? Uh, Hi, everybody. My name is Shahaf. I am a computer science junior student here at Boston University uh, in the College of Arts and Sciences uh, in a recent transfer from a small community college in California. Definitely get to the community college and transferring to Boston University a little bit later, but let's go to high school. So how... How would, you, how would you say you approached the college process or just high school in general? Were you pressured to, you know, achieve higher education? Were you pressured to make sure your grades were all set? Or perhaps it was like your parents who put this pressure on you or were they more like lenient on you? So uh, going to college was definitely a default idea in my family. Um, I have three younger siblings. Every single one of them is expected to go to college and pursue higher education and degree in whatever they want, of course, right? Uh, computer science is something that I've been passionate for, you know, for a while, ever since freshman year of high school. Um, but when it comes to my college experience on the individual level, um, it, I have a very unique experience, I would say, rather than the average uh, American student. So I moved from Israel when I was 15, meaning a, a little bit after sophomore year high school started. Moved in, I, I moved to, to the United States, a small city in um, in deep California. I did not speak barely any English, didn't have any friends, Was had a huge cultural gaps, um, et cetera, et cetera. And um, going into a high school in California, all I expected is kind of like have the Disney movie experience. You know, I thought I'm going to have my own locker and I'm going to go watch basketball games and football games on Friday nights and then have fun with my friends later, go to restaurants, go to in and out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it wasn't like that at all. For the first year, I struggled a lot. I took ESL classes, English second language, struggled a lot with how to make friends, cultural gaps, the language barrier, et cetera, et cetera. So when it comes to the college experience, again, it wasn't until I submitted my college applications to a bunch of UCs, University of California, UC Davis, UC San Diego, that I realized how expensive college really is, you know? Um, all I had in mind is, okay, college is gonna be as cheap as in Israel, which is um, for the most part subsidized by the government to a certain extent. Um, and um, I, I thought, you know, I'm just gonna go to college. There's not gonna be any financial toll on it. Uh, it's not gonna be a, a financial barrier. I'm just gonna go to college, have fun, maybe join a fraternity, make the most out of the college experience as a freshman and a sophomore. Then I can worry about academics. But it wasn't what I expected at all. Um, as soon as I got into uh, some of the colleges that I wanted to, the University of the Pacific, I think, was one of my top choices back in California. Um, I realized how expensive the cost of college is, or more, uh, my parents realized that. They came up to me um, towards uh, a few weeks before I graduated from high school, and they're like, so we can't, really, we can't really send you to college. We don't have the financial means. So we came kind of to the really realization that the average American family saves a lot of money from the moment their uh, child is born uh, so they can go to college in the future. My parents did not have that savings. We didn't, never needed that. That was not something that we took into account. So in the three years of me being in high school in California, we didn't even realize that. Um, it's going to be easier for my younger siblings, yes, because my parents finally put some money into savings for them. But I had to make the tough call of either um, taking a lot of, loan, of loans um, and struggling in the future or go to a community college, save some money for my pop, save some money for myself, make the smart decision. However, sacrifice the college experience that I seeked so much, mm-hmm. desired so much. So I made a tough call. I didn't get to go to parties. I didn't get to join to a fraternity. I didn't get to live in a dorm with freshmen, um, make all the good memories that a lot of y'all out there have. And that's unfortunate. You know, it really, really is. Um, but at the end of the day, the two years that I spent in community college, not only I finished with four associate's degrees and um, the top 5% of my class, but I only managed to transfer to a good school. I worked almost 40 hours a week, um, two jobs, took well over the recommended amount of units per student. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, sorry for my language, I worked my ass off. I worked my ass off to get into a college that I wanted uh, and have the financial means to, to afford it. 
mean, so, yeah, yeah, that is, you came here at 50. So it's not like you were in middle school. You came when most people in your grade had already done a year of high school. So I'm curious about how did your high school experience in itself and like your application differ from others? So you did say you were put in the, was it the SEL classes? ESL. I was put into ESL only myself my year of high school. ESL. And that's interesting. So are you put into that class? And I know because there are people at my school who come to and they learn English that way, but were you also put into standard math classes with other people who were just, you know, in the high school as well? Were you put into, you know, math, history, science classes amongst other people? Did you like struggle with that? Cause because yeah, so of the language barrier? My math was actually surprisingly fine. Um, Back in Israel, I was in a well more advanced uh, math class over the other people. So that gave me kind of an advantage. So instead of putting me with the other accelerated groups or advanced group here in math, they just put me with the regular people and my math was completely fine. There wasn't a lot of English, but um, there was a little bit of a struggle, but not as much as with the liberal arts and classes that required a lot of readings and writings. Mm, Okay. And in the end, yeah, in the end, like the statistical stuff that you put, that's like your high school transcript. In the end, what did your unweighted and weighted GPA end up being? So I, I actually, I, I'm very, I very, I care very much about my academics. I would say I, if there's one thing that I prioritize above all is family and then uh, academics. So uh, I, my GPA, I think, I think I got three Bs overall throughout high school, um, not counting my freshman year back in Israel. Um, but I got about three Bs. I think my unweighted um, GPA was about 393, 392. And then my weighted GPA, I took a few AP classes and I one IB class as well um, throughout my junior and senior year. Um, and I think it was about 420. Oh, that's actually very good. And so they just calculated based on sophomore, junior and senior year in that high school? Yes, they did not count my freshman year, unfortunately. Mm, interesting. This is this is very interesting. Okay. And you did say you took a couple AP and IB classes. So yes. again, as a is high school is really confusing to the ordinary person coming in as like someone who doesn't understand the American education system, it must be really hard. So did you not understand like I need a lot of APs, a lot of IBs to get into colleges? Cause that's what a lot of like top colleges want to see. So did you understand how college worked and how you needed to craft your application or was it again more like you just went through high school did what your counselors told you I when I when I thought of college applications I actually didn't put my mind into college applications until mid-junior year until after I signed up for a few AP classes but at the end of the day like I said academic is a very important priority for me as it should be for a lot of people out there um it's um I once I finished the classes and I saw that in math and computer science I'm I hate to be cocky, but more advanced than the other average person, I would say, then I decided, okay, might as well take the next level. You know, I don't want to, I finished the introductory classes. I finished the regular classes. Let's take the AP ones. Why not? Mm -hmm. So my junior year, I took AP computer science, IB history, just because I wanted to challenge my writing. uh, And also AP environmental science, just because my counselor recommended an easy AP class that could boost my GPA. At the time, I remember I was very confused. I was like, I don't know what it means. I don't know what this GPA thing is all about. I'm just going to try my best to get good grades. But then later I found out as I got rejected and accepted to colleges that, yes, it matters. The GPA Mm -hmm. matters. So uh, to a certain extent, I am thankful for that one counselor that pushed me to take more AP classes. That's interesting. But in general, did you like, was there nobody to like help you understand Again, the American education system, it's it's really confusing. I'm still confused about it. And like tell you about college apps. So like you did say there was that one counselor to push you. But overall, was there like nobody there to like help you and guide you through the process? Not not a lot of guidance. We had one family friend whom uh, was relatively, who's also from Israel and moved here at a younger age. I think she's out around her 40s or 50s. And she helped us a lot in understanding what the system here looks like. But she didn't help me as much as I would like to, I'll be honest. Um, what, um, where I got most of my information from was mainly the course catalog. I just read every single word in the course catalog, every single word in the school catalog that I give for freshmen, for new incoming students. I spent my entire summer before I came to high school uh, over there between my freshman and sophomore years. Um, I remember reading it on the plane to the United States. 
Um, and really just reading about it, trying to make every word translated, so many words on it. I remember there are so many translations of the mm-hmm. words. Uh, and really try to absorb as much information as possible about the academic and the school, the educational system here in the United States. Um, so to a certain extent, I did come with a certain knowledge of what AP classes are, but I didn't realize what their significance and importance um, is. Mm. And let's move on to another part that's like, again, like high school transcript. So SAT and ACT, I get so when did you kind of take it? Did you have any preparations for it? And then what did your score end up being for that? Whether you took the SAT or ACT? So our school um, offered the free PSAT for every sophomore, I believe, every mm-hmm. the end of sophomore year. Um, so I took the PSAT. I did actually surprisingly well in the math. I think I got around 66, 70, which is, was okay for me as a sophomore. And then I did pretty bad on the English. I think I got below 400, which uh, you would expect from somebody who barely spoke English at that time. Um, so I took the PSAT. I was pretty disappointed in myself considering the friends that I surrounded myself with. They all started getting good grades. And I'm like, wow, I, I barely broke the thousand, you know, like uh, I, I have to improve academics. And those little numbers are very important for me uh, for some reason, are very important to me for some reason. So I spent the summer studying a little more. I started reading a lot of books in English, um, did a little bit more math. Um, and then I actually managed to improve my SAT score a lot more. So I took it once in my, the end of my junior year, once beginning a senior year. And I also took it as a transfer student right before I transferred to BU. You need to take it as a transfer student? Depends to what schools you apply to. I applied to Columbia and Yale. So yeah. Mm, interesting. NBU also required one. And um, you don't have to take it as a, as a transfer student if you have a score from high school. But I wasn't very satisfied with my score from high school. So I decided to take it again in my sophomore of um, college. If you don't mind sharing, what was your score yeah. in high school? So or like the PSAT, super score? PSAT was 1,000. The first time I took it, I think I got like around 1,200. The second time I took it, uh, beginning my senior year, was around 1,310. Mm-hmm. I think when I took it as a sophomore in college, I got a 1450, which is then when I was satisfied enough. I mean, that's and for the SAT itself, because standardized tests is some knowledge, mainly like being prepared, you know, the practice books and the tutoring. So did you have access to any of that or was it you just like going into the test and trying your best? I, I bought one book. I did a few math practice exams, but the book was about a thousand pages long. I only read 20 of those. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And for the schools that you did apply to, cause you did say you applied to the UC schools in California. Um, did you fall like below average, average or above average with that SAT score? Way below average. I mean, I applied for a computer science major, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to apply for undeclared and have better chances. I didn't want to apply for an easier major and have better chances of getting in. I decided to apply for computer science because I felt competitive. However, I will, however, my grades and credentials, I would say, weren't competitive enough. Mm-hmm. So applying with a 1310 SAT score and, and a weighted GPA of 4.2, yeah, it is good for some majors, but not for computer science, not for schools like UCLA or UC San Diego. Mm-hmm. The closest I got was whitelisted at UC Davis. Um, but um, as I said, I ended up going to a community college considering how much it cost and my parents couldn't afford it. So. I mean, I mean, your SAT score is better than some people who like live in America. So that's great. And let's move on to the more like fun stuff, which is like the extracurriculars, recommendation letters, essays on college apps. So let's start with extracurriculars. Which extracurriculars like did you do? And I know you started, you came in sophomore year. So can you tell us like how long you did them for? Like if you put them off till you learn the English and then like started them junior year? Sophomore year, I didn't do any extracurriculars. I didn't understand what they are. I didn't realize there are clubs at the school that I could join to, you know, I didn't realize that was a thing. I thought there are only sports teams that I can consider. Mm-hmm. I did try out for the JV basketball team. I believe I made it. And then I got rejected from JV junior year. Um, but I did play varsity uh, wrestling, cross country, and volleyball my junior and senior year. Um, so that was pretty much all the extracurriculars that I did. I also joined the cybersecurity club my senior year, but mm-hmm. that's really just about it. Uh, so juniors, that that is those, that's a lot of sports. How did you handle all of that? Yeah, <laughs> try for uh, try athlete. It's uh, every every sem- every trimester. We had trimesters back in my school. Every trimester, we had a different sport. So I just moved along and along from one to another. Oh, um, that's interesting. 
So, but, so uh, you didn't know there was like clubs in, until like your senior year. You did say yeah. you joined this one club, but you didn't know there were like any clubs that your high school offered. It's not something that I even considered about asking because it's not something that I was aware of for, mm-hmm. especially for students who are coming from other countries. There are, you don't really get a lot of help. I'll be honest. You don't really get a lot of help, a lot of exposure to older opportunities. Like I said, all I get is a small catalog and all I read about is the classes that and the academic opportunities. Yeah. Which I, have a, I have a question about Israel and this is, I'll give a little backstory to this. So I'm a sophomore in high school right now, and I'm going through college apps that are I'm looking at my extracurriculars and my grades and such. And my dad and my, my parents are from other countries, right? They went, they went there, they were educated there. They came here when I was still a little kid. So for them, college was like, you take an exam and that exam determines which college you can go to. There's no like extracurriculars, essays, recommendation letters in a, like, they do in America. Was that the same for you back in Israel? Did they just have some sort of exam that all students needed to take and then place into like their college based on their score? Back in Israel, for every single citizen, no matter your religion, your gender whatsoever, you're required to go after high school to a three-year service in the military, right? Mm. So you don't go straight to uh, the university. That's something you take care of after you get off your service. Some people, if they're smart, the military decides to exempt them from their service and they go straight to the university. I was on that track. Um, You take uh, a psychometric, uh, which is kind of like the SAT exam, um, which just asks you a bunch of questions about uh, the Hebrew language, English, and math. Based on the score, you have better chances of getting to other colleges, but extracurricular activities and essays don't matter. They're not part of the applications. It's merely just grades and SAT. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think that's how it, most countries do it. It's like my parents are still confused. Like, what are these extracurriculars, recommendation letters, essays? Okay, so we've gone through that. And let's go to actual college application, the actual college application, the Common App. So can you explain a little bit about the UC system? How do they structure college applications? Do they have a special system where you fill out the application and it goes to all UC schools? Or do they still each use the Common App and you had to fill each one out individually? So the UCs ask, um, they, they have one unified application. You apply mm-hmm. and then you, have, you fill all the information for one college. And then you go ahead and select which one of the UCs you want to apply to. I believe I applied to four being UCLA, Berkeley, San Diego, and Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I remember not getting into any of them, just getting waitlisted at Davis. And that's about it, unfortunately. Um, however, I could tell you more about my application experience as a transfer. That was way more rigorous. I had way more extracurriculars. I put way more effort into my essays, mainly because I learned my lesson from the college applications as a senior in high school, as a junior senior in high school. So Mm -hmm. as a junior senior in high school, again, I had no idea what extracurriculars meant. I had no idea that I need to put effort and actually fix the grammar on my uh, essays. And I had no idea that I could actually apply for schools out of state. The only schools that I ever considered are schools that my friends considered, which are the UCs, right? Mm -hmm. As a transfer, I learned more because I heard more stories of people getting into Princeton or Tulane or Rice Universities uh, or BU, you know, and I, I was like, you know, what? I, it's, it's something that I ever never considered. The entire American culture revolves around the college experience and college applications. Why wouldn't I do more research about it? So I went ahead, I did more research as a freshman, as soon as I, as a senior and freshman, senior in high school and freshman in college. And I did more research and then my application in uh, sophomore year of college as a transfer student was amazing, if you ask me. Okay, we'll get to that. I just want to quickly like get through, get to college, community college, and then we'll definitely get to that because that's very interesting. Uh, you're the first transfer uh, student I've had. So again, quickly going through, you did apply to the UC schools. You said in the beginning that you applied to a couple others and you got into one, but you couldn't afford the price tag or... yeah. I got into a few colleges, um, like the University of Arizona, NAU. Um, I got into UNR, I believe. I got into the University of the Pacific. I think I got into Davis off the waitlist too. But again, it was the cost that just we couldn't afford it. You know, I didn't get any scholarships um, besides 500 bucks here and there. Um, And the price was just way too overwhelming for my parents to afford. So it was either taking loans again or uh, going to community college. Okay. And so... You did choose community college. Let's talk about your experience as a community college student, and then we can go to transfer application and then, you know, Boston University and then comparing community college versus a university or 
like a liberal arts college, for example. So coming into community college, again, how how was the procedure? Do you get this, you get a list of courses or are you able to choose your courses? How does it work? Or do you have like a bunch of standard classes that everybody needs to take? So community college can be extremely frustrating. There are three main routes that you can take. Extremely, extremely frustrating. Don't get me started. But there are three main routes that you can take. The first route is TAG, Transfer Admission Guarantee. Every community college in every state has its own program. So for example, my school, Las Positas College, had a specified program for computer science students that if you get a 3.2 GPA and took four computer science classes and a few math and physics classes, you're guaranteed transfer to UC Davis, which is a great school, by the way. Um, I know, for example, for Los Angeles City College, if you get a certain GPA and take certain classes, you might even get into UCLA, right? Like your chances go, your chances to get into a certain program at a certain school get better depends on depending on which community college and which area you go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's pretty much it at the end of the day. Um, as a community college student, again, I did a lot. We'll get to the extracurriculars fine in a second, I believe. Um, but yeah, when it comes to planning my academics after I was really frustrated that I am not going to get a college experience and realized that I'm going to a community college for my first two years, being 19 and 20, I'm losing two of my best years to, uh, just working hard, working two jobs and taking more than the recommended amount of units. I, I realized that, uh, I, I have to plan everything ahead and that's the second course, you know? So that's the second option that I said, besides the tag, the transformation guarantee. Um, the second option, again, is plan everything to the smallest detail. Um, so when you go to a community college, you can take different, path, e- different paths. Each school that you want to transfer to, which you have to decide ahead of time, has different requirements for different majors. So for example, I'll, I'll give you an example. UCLA might require four very specific computer science classes, while uh, Boston University might, might require five classes that are completely different. Meaning if you want to apply to both, you have to take all nine classes together to have the chance, right? To even be considered as an applicant, which is unfortunate because I ended up taking 90 units um, over, not, uh, well, I think 90, 93 units over the span of two years, which is a lot. I took, That sounds like a lot. <laughs> I took three classes every summer. I took uh, six to seven classes every semester. It was tough. I would study all night. I would pull up way too many all-nighters. Um, but I mean, look where I am now. I'm getting a scholarship. I have a financial aid that allows me to afford this school really well. Uh, and I'm going to a, a top 50 school in the nation as a computer science student. You know, I'm more than happy. And I'm getting my master's and my bachelor's and master's together. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. say more about that in a sec. Um, but yeah, that brings me into the third option. What you can do is just focus on one, that, that a lot of students do that. You can focus on one school that you really want to get into, take the minimal classes, um, which is like you can take three classes per semester and you're guaranteed to get in. If you just put, if you're sure that you can get the A's that you want, then you're good. Uh, and I'll give you an example. Let's say that you want to go to Chico State, which is a great party school for anybody who wants to go to a party school out there. Uh, and you go to Las Positas College, you can take um, three to four classes a semester very laid back. Let's say that your English major, it's going to be laid back. And, you know, you can just uh, apply, uh, take those very classes, make sure you get some good GPA 3.5 or above. And if you think, if you're sure enough in your capabilities of doing it, in your abilities, if you think you're capable enough, you're going to get in. It's inevitable. Uh, But yeah, that's pretty much the three routes, you know, transfer admission guarantee or plan everything to the smallest detail if you want to apply to a bunch of schools. Um, or if you want to apply to just one school that, that's the only school you're interested in, just take very, very specific classes. And how did you choose? So let's go. You did say you were like even senior year, you were like researching and saw freshman year coming into community college. Can you tell me how did you choose which colleges that you wanted to apply to? Because I assume you chose the second option where it's like, you know, fi- fine print, look at every detail and apply to a wide range of schools. So how did you choose the schools that you wanted to apply to? Yeah, so I knew that I, because I didn't get to live by myself, I le- I lived with my parents, I drove every single day to school, I didn't really get the college experience of having a roommate and living away with my parents being independent. Because I didn't get that, I decided, okay, as much as I love my family, and again, family comes first before anything, I want to move as far away from here as possible. I want to be independent, I want to get my own experience, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what, let's move to the other side of the country. So I applied to a bunch of school on the East Coast. I applied to Columbia. I applied to Northeastern, Northwestern. I applied to BU. I um, applied to Yale. 
I did apply to a few UCs, UCLA um, and uh, UC Berkeley, just because I kind of wanted to get redemption, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, was not worth the 70 bucks that I dropped on each application. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So I applied to all those schools. I think I applied to a few more here and there. I think a total of nine schools, maybe 10. Uh, I got into a few and BU was the best school that not only offered in-person activity, which is what I wanted after two years of not having any college experience, but also gave me enough scholarships. It also gave me enough financial aid and enough opportunities, you know, um, that I could actually not only afford it for the long term, um, but could also enjoy for, uh, to some extent the college experience while other schools are just online. Mm. And so... With your application, you said obviously you were going to move out of transfer out of community college to a university. Was so of course you were you know looking at the different credits you needed to take and such. But was scholarships a big deal for you as well? Were you simultaneously taking a bunch of credits, taking a bunch of classes while also working and striving for a scholarship? Yes, yes, all the time. Um, I had to be on top of my academics all the time. I had to be on top of extracurriculars all the time. I applied to a lot of scholarships. I think outside scholarships covered about $16,000. Inside scholarships from BU covered another $16,000. So um, not per semester, but generally. Um, Mm -hmm. BU is per semester, but um, or per year, my bad. And then financial aid helps quite a lot too. Uh, And the rest, I pay for my savings. Don't forget, I did work two jobs for a total of Mm -hmm. 35 to 40 hours per week. Um, I saved a lot of money, both as a server and as a software developer intern. And yeah, that's how it is you know, work hard uh, to get rewards later. And since you are a transfer applicant, can you tell us a little bit about how you should, as a, as a person who's in community college who wants to transfer to a university or um, a college, how do you kind of craft your application that way? Obviously, you have really rigorous academics, but how do you play on your extracurriculars? Are you required to have like internships and jobs? How, how does it differ from like a regular university applicant, like a, yeah, a senior in high school applying to university versus a, trans, a community college student applying for university? So again, when you apply, there are three different people who apply, those who focus on academics, those who focus on extracurriculars and those that are well-rounded, right? Uh, I wanted to be the well-rounded one just because I wanted to have a broad opportunities. I could apply as undeclared, I could apply as math, I could even apply as a computer science major, which is what I wanted, but I wanted to have my opportunities open. So I decided to do a little bit of everything. I decided to have, I when I before I started my first day of classes at a community college, I made a list, a checkbox on a simple note card of exactly what I wanted to do. I said, I want at least four, uh, three semesters with a GPA of 4.0 which I accomplished. I wanted to be on the executive board of the student government, which I accomplished. I wanted to be the president of two clubs, um, which I was the president of the Alpha Gamma Sigma Honor Society, the biggest club that we had on campus. Um, And the chess club, which I also founded. Uh, I wanted to be the vice president of the computer science club. I wanted to be the president, but ended up settling for vice president. Um, I did a lot of extracurriculars at the end of the day. I was also on the dive team as an athlete for my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, what else did I do? I was in the math club. Uh, I led a lot of projects. I even flew to Washington, D.C. to represent the student body of Las Positas College uh, as part of the ASACC, American Student Association of Community Colleges. Uh, and wow. I also got to meet with legislators uh, in, in the Congress to talk about community college issues specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I did, I, do, uh, I did a lot for the student body on campus. And just because I wanted to prove in my college applications that I was passionate because I was passionate about the college experience. I wanted to show them that if they have me on campus, I will do my best, the best in my ability to take care of their students because I'm part of a community. And here at BU, I am part of the community. As a matter of fact, I am running right now for the executive board on student government. I'm part of multiple different clubs on the executive board. This is my community here. And all I want to do is take care of it. Okay. I mean, that sounds great. And you did do a lot, like a lot in community college. And as for your application, like, you know, high schoolers have the Common Apper Coalition. And then for your actual application, how did you, how, how is it like formatted? Do you also have this big essay that you need to write, like a 650, 700 word essay you need to write? Are there like small supplementals that each colleges have? And then do you have to like, you know, give an official transcript, give an official list of your extracurriculars? So how is it formatted there? 
So the application process as a transfer student, again, was extremely, extremely frustrating because I wanted to apply to a bunch of schools as a well-rounded student, right? Meaning I filled out the common application, I filled out the coalition application, I filled, I filled out the UC application, I filled out the, U, the CSU application because I applied to a range of schools. Um, each one of them had different requirements of essays, each one of them had different requirements of filling out what classes, uh, extracurriculars, jobs that you had. Um, but yeah, I mean, I ended up applying to about 10 schools, I think. Um, I think one CSU, four UCs, and five privates. But uh, yeah. And is is applying as a transfer student more competitive than applying as a regular student? Like, do the acceptance rates change, or are they smaller? Are they bigger? So it's actually really depending on, depending on the school. For I would say for about... 80-70% of the schools in the United States, it's much less competitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are going for two years and the universities want to make it easier for students who are going to a community college who are making the smart move to get in as a transfer student if they prove their worth, right? Um, so to a certain extent, I mean, here at BU, I'll give you an example. I think I know the statistics. As a freshman, I think you have about 17% of getting in, 17% uh, acceptance rate. And as a transfer student, I think it's just about 30, maybe a little bit below 29. Um, but then again, it also depends on the major. For So for computer science, it's extremely more competitive. And so you did say how you had to like fill out the multiple applications. You as a transfer student, what advice would you give for other students who are in community college and are thinking about transferring to a higher institution like university or college, what advice would you give them as a transfer applicant that you wish you had known? Yeah, I'm going to give two advices. The first advice is for uh, high school students out there that are considering the community college option. It is an option for any high school student out there. Consider it. It is an option that you must consider. You're going to save almost $100,000 to your parents for your future self, and you can still make the most out of a college experience. You can join extracurriculars, you can go to internships, and you can arrange parties. You can make it happen. It's totally up to you. And you save the money. It's totally what you make out of it. While the opportunities might not be out there like they are in a four-year university, it's an option every single person should consider. The applications are free, classes are getting better, and the, um, the option of going to a community college becomes more and more popular. Take advantage, of, take advantage of it while it's out there and while it's more accessible. Um, and the second advice that I'm going to give is for those who are transfer students right now and are considering transferring to other schools. Look at the schools that you want to apply to, have a very, very limited list, and look at what they are paying attention to. Meaning, if you are applying for computer science at Columbia, look at their computer science program. If they like more data science or more robotics or more... Um, or if they are really proud of this one professor, mention in your essays why you want to apply directly to them. Make it special, make it about them, while it's also about you. Um, say, I want to go to that school because I want to be part of this community and be taught by that professor. Make it about them, make it seem like you're interested in them specifically. College just like that. Um, I actually got into Colombia off the waitlist, which is a com- an accomplishment I'm really, really proud of. But I decided not to go because they didn't have uh, such an attractive in-person option as Boston University, and they, they did not offer me as much scholarships as I would like to. Again, if finances is not an option, apply is not a concern for you, apply to as many schools as possible. You have nothing to lose. And so you did say you applied to a wide range of schools. Can you tell us which schools that you applied to and then which schools you got? I think they do the same, right? Accepted, waitlisted, and then rejected from. So I applied to four UCs, being UCLA, UC Berkeley, UC San Diego, and Davis. To Davis, I tagged. I did a transfer admission guarantee, uh, TAG, tag, and I got in because I had above a 3.2 GPA. I think I had a 3.92 GPA uh, as a transfer student after my last semester. 3.92. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I tagged into UC Davis. I got into UC San Diego. And I was whitelisted both at UCLA and Berkeley. I Into one of them, I got rejected. One of them, I did not. I can't remember specifically which one, though. So these are the UCs. I also applied to San Jose State, which I um, did not get into, actually, just because I did not fulfill all the requirements. That was totally my bad. I forgot to take a few classes as a transfer. But that's okay. That was just a very, very backup school that I could care less about. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no offense to my San Jose students out there. Uh, it's an amazing school, just not for me. But um, 
and then I applied to a few privates. I applied to Stanford, Yale, um, BU, of course, Columbia, and I think Northeastern. Yeah, or Northwestern, one of the one of these two. Um, Stanford, I got rejected. Yale, I got an interview, then got rejected. Um, BU, I got in immediately without any hesitation. I it was my actually uh, safety school because uh, I knew I'm going to get in depending like considering my stats. Um, and then Northwestern, I got or Northeastern, I got whitelisted and then rejected, unfortunately. Columbia, that was a whole different story. I got whitelisted and then I got on the extended whitelist, meaning they take about 10 students from the whitelist who didn't make it in and didn't get cut. And they're like, okay, depending on uh, whether students accept it or not, you're going to be out there. We'll let you know. By the time they let me know, I already had everything packed and ready to go uh, to Boston University. And I got in. So, but that, that's unfortunate. But I also decided not to cancel everything and go to Colombia because of the price, the in-person uh, opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. So COVID did have a huge role to play into this. Uh, oh, so you were transferring. So this is your junior year. That means... Last year, in the summertime, that was the summer between community college and Boston University? Yes, correct. Oh, okay. Did that complicate anything for you in the application process? Or was uh, it yeah. still smooth? It, it didn't really apply, uh, do anything because COVID happened. Like, So I, th- I think we got into the emergency, um, the national emergency. The president declared national emergency a day after I submitted my last application. So it didn't really affect me necessarily. The only thing it affected me is Yale just said they don't want the SAT score anymore, which I was like, okay, with because my SAT score wasn't as competitive as other CS people who applied to Yale. Mm, okay. I mean, that's great. How did you feel when you got into Boston University? Like, I felt okay because I knew I'm going to get in. I really wanted to get into Columbia on a scholarship or freaking Yale on a scholarship. That would be amazing. But um, BU was the first school to get back to me. And I mean, I'm more, more than thankful to be here. It's an amazing school, amazing opportunities, amazing people, amazing community. I couldn't ask for anything else, especially for someone who wanted the college experience and join a fraternity so badly. Uh, everything that I ever wanted is here. So it's kind of weird, you know, some food for thought for those who listen. The most satisfying feeling of out there is the realization that you have everything that you've ever wanted because you worked hard for it. Mm-hmm. Meaning if you worked hard for someone and a few years later, you all of a sudden have it. If you work hard for something and all of a sudden a few years later, you have it. It's the best feeling in the world to look back at it and be like, wow, I worked hard for this thing. Finally, I have it. That just means I accomplished everything that I've ever wanted. So think about that and maybe use it as a motivation to work hard in the future. Or even right now. I mean, that's great. And like you got a scholarship and you're like attending BU. But then we're going to talk about Boston University experience. But unfortunately, COVID hit and just kind of not just for you, but for many people just shut down colleges. Again, online instruction or hybrid instruction. So can you tell me about your experience coming into Boston University with COVID being a factor and limiting a lot of the things that you could actually do? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we do have classes in person. Um, oh, really? I don't really get to sit in next to anyone because there are like four seats between each one of us and I have to get tested every three or four days, which reminds me of a COVID test right after this podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, it is what it is, but I am more than thankful than anything. For a lot of students, what we have right now at BU is way less than they've had their um, their previous years here. Um, for me, it's an amazing boost. You know, It's an amazing opportunity. I get everything that I ever wanted to. I live with a few students. I live with a few best friends. Um, I make the most out of my college experience and I spend all day, every day on campus just because I love the, the amazing community here. Maybe it's because I'm extroverted. Maybe it's because I would like to consider myself a people person, but... At the end of the day, college and even high school is exactly what you make out of it. If you decide to stay in bed and watch a lot of TV rather than join another club, that's totally fine. It's totally on you. But if you join a club and you do what you love to do and you enjoy it, you're going to make the most out of college. You're going to have amazing memories. And I would recommend it to everyone or at least be involved to a certain extent. Be involved within extracurriculars, not because you want to put it on your college applications, but because you're passionate about them and you want to make the most out of the college experience itself and high school experience itself. 
And that's coming from someone who only realized it a little late and regret not starting it earlier. But you ended up at an amazing college anyway. So I want to talk about, I guess, two more main topics. So one is the differences between community college and university life and just like academics. And then also you said you were on a bachelor and master program. So I want to get to that as well and how that works out. But first, let's go to the differences and I guess similarities as well between community college and university. How does it differ in terms of academics, rigor, like how often do you get classwork? What are the different opportunities you have as well? So I actually think the toughest computer science that I ever took was in my community college. You'll be surprised. Um, maybe it's because here at Boston University, uh, University, everything is online. But back then I had this one professor who was extremely rigorous. He guaranteed us that only two students are going to get A's in his class. Uh, and I really worked hard for it. I worked so hard for his class. I've never worked that hard for a class before. I worked about two hours every single day for that class. And that wasn't even reading the book, you know, just doing the actual work. Um, I, I think it was some CS21, I think it was assembly and computer architecture class, um, which is a tough class for anyone who studies computer science out there. You know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so when it comes to academics, so generally just the college life you know, compared between the two, um, you live with your parents or you live somewhere not on campus and you drive every single day to campus. I lived 15 minutes away. I drove, woke up every single morning at 8 a.m. and spent my, spent my 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on campus, extracurriculars, standing at the library, et cetera, et cetera. Um, now, when it comes to academics, attendance is usually mandatory. Uh, unlike here in college, attend, uh, in a, we do have in-person classes. Attendance is not mandatory. Their classes are way too big for professors to actually keep track of them. In community college, however, the ratio between the faculty or the professor to the students is much smaller, um, meaning you can uh, you can't get away with not without showing up to class. The professor wants to give you attention, and if you're not there for him to give you attention, well, you're screwed. So uh, make sure to come to class. It's very very important. At the end of the day, also you're under a lot more pressure in community college because you want to transfer to a better school. So you're under a lot of pressure to go to every class and make the most out of academics. Where here. People have the, the attitude that C's get degrees, you know, I don't care about getting an A, but in community college, I, every single person that I knew was like, no, I have to get this A in this one class. I have to uh, make the most out of the class. I need to get an A in this test because I want to transfer to a better school. When here, it doesn't really matter. C's do get degrees. Not to uh, demotivate anyone out there. <laughs> going Keep getting good grades. And you did say that you were part of this bachelor's and master's program so can you explain how that works and how that's going to affect college so you're going to get through junior senior year and then after that what's going to happen yes yes so um i actually because i took so many credits uh because i wasn't sure which school i'm going to apply to back in community college um because boston university is a private institution and not a public university like one of the uc's they don't limit me on the credits that I transfer that transfer here. So because of that, I am going to be to I'm going to be able to graduate a year, probably a semester, but maybe even a year earlier, depending on how many summer classes I take, and get my bachelor's earlier, and then start a year towards my master's. So Boston University, and I think a lot of other universities as well, it's something that every single one of you should look into when you apply to colleges. Um, they offer a lot of programs. So Boston University offered the BAMS program, meaning you get both your bachelor's and master's at the same time. So you take a mixed coursework of graduate, undergraduate and graduate courses, and then uh, you might stay a semester after, you might uh, complete it within four years, but you're going to get your, both your bachelor's and master's at the same time. So I'm getting my BA in computer science and MS in computer science on the same day. Uh, of graduation, which is going to be a semester after my senior year. That's that's really that's really cool. So you're saying like multiple colleges offer it for like multiple majors? I think so. At BU, it's for multiple majors. I'm. I think Columbia also offers a very similar program. You should really look into the schools when you apply and mention it on your essays. I want to apply because you offer an amazing computer science program, specifically the BAMS program, which I want to be a part of. It's an amazing opportunity, and I want to take care of it. Put it in your college applications that proves colleges that you're not just applying to them because of their name, rather because you did your research and you see what amazing opportunities they offer. Don't just make it about you. It has to be about you, but also make it about them. 
just another tip for college applications and essays. And one last, actually, I said two topics, but I want to get through one more thing before we wrap up here. So one is, can you just give us an overview of Boston University, like the logistics, you know, how big of a school, just give us some like facts so we get to know the call, the university better. So like, I guess, acceptance rates, the undergraduate, graduate population, the different colleges they have. So you did say you were in a college specifically for computer science. So can you just give us like an overview of Boston University? Yeah. So BU, please, please apply. It's an amazing school. I recommend it to every single person out there. Um, I'm extremely thankful for to only being, even, even just being accepted to this community. So the school is divided into colleges. Usually every university out there is divided into colleges. For me, it's the colleges of arts and sciences, meaning everybody who studies the science, physics, chemistry, biology, et cetera, et cetera, psychology. Every single person who studies some, um, I don't know, even languages like uh, and linguistics, Spanish, for example, uh, French, Hebrew, whatsoever. Everybody is part of the CIS. And computer science, for some reason, just like math, I guess, is included within this school, College of Arts and Sciences. If you study computer engineering, however, you're going to be in the engineering college. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's not just BU. A lot of colleges out there are divided to that kind of portion and colleges as well. So yeah, BU is divided within different colleges and each major um, makes you take different classes, different colleges, different schools, different buildings. Um, but you also have to take hub units. So as a freshman, you have to take 24 units of hub credits. These are mainly just general education classes just because they want you to get knowledge from broad uh, other areas of study. You know, you can take uh, a liberal arts or you can take uh, theater or acting classes and then you're going to be in the school of fine arts and et cetera, et cetera, or the school of communication. Um, so yeah, that's about it, pretty much about the structure. Um, extracurriculars here are amazing. I, I recommend everybody join uh, student government or at least look into some of the committees that we have because we are having big changes coming here to the school for the benefit of the student body, of course. Um, and besides that, yeah, you wanted to hear a little bit of the acceptance rate. I think I said it before about 17% of the students who are applying as a freshman get in, but then again, it depends on the major. I think for computer science, it's much, much less. And for transfer students, it's just below 30 or exactly 30, I believe. Yeah. And I have a question. So computer science, as I understand it, I don't know if it's for your case specifically, or just in general, you said it was extremely competitive it's one of the most competitive majors. So when you're applying to, I guess we'll talk specifically about Boston University. Let's say you apply as an undeclared major. Is it easy to switch from undeclared to computer science or another really hard major? Or is it like restricted? Like, do they only want a f- like a set number of students well, in a major? It's very easy. I actually regret not doing it, actually. If I were to apply to Yale as a math major or undeclared, I would have gotten in, but however, I did apply as a junior, so I did have to declare my major. But if you're transferring as a sophomore or applying as a freshman and you're not confident enough in your ability to actually get into that specific major, computer science, apply as undeclared. Undeclared takes the exact average, the mean of the um, acceptance rate. So while computer science might be 5% and uh, let's say math might be 30% and the average uh, of both of them is like 17, mm-hmm. uh, then apply for apply for math, you know? However, if math is 12, computer science is five, and uh, the average is uh, 17, then apply as undeclared. Undeclared is exactly applying for the average acceptance Mm -hmm. rate. So it really depends how confident you are in your SAT score, GPA, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so we're coming to an end here. And there's one thing I do with everybody, but you kind of did it throughout the um, episode is advice. So what what advice would you give for number one, high school students specifically, and this can be about anything. This can be for students who are just coming into high school or students who are about to start that college application process. What advice would you give for them? And then number two, what advice would you give for current college students, perhaps, or maybe community college students, perhaps they're lost. They don't know what they're doing. Like the process is confusing. So what advice would you give for those two groups? Okay, so I gave a lot of advices for both of these groups throughout the Yeah. So I'm going to give some new ones. For high school students, don't apply to school because they have a cool name. Don't apply to Harvard because it's Harvard. Don't apply to Yale because it's Yale. Don't apply to Columbia because it's Columbia. Apply to a school because they have a program that fits you specifically. I applied to BU because I wanted to be a part of the BIMS program, right? I applied to Columbia because I liked some of their professors for computer science, not because of their name. 
if UC San Diego is a better school to, to you th rather than uh, Harvard, go to UC San Diego. It really depends on the program. It doesn't have to be extremely competitive. Uh, it does, the name does have benefits, but it's something that, in my opinion, outweighs pros and cons, et cetera, et cetera. Um, for my college students out there, especially now with COVID, put yourself out there. Ask questions, go to your counselors, go to your advisors, go to anyone who might give you an advice. Uh, there is a, a saying in Hebrew, Mikol melamdai which means from every single person who is teaching something to me, I can learn something. Um, so go out there, put yourself out there. If there's a club that you have the slightest interest in, go ahead, join it, and even try to be in a leadership position. You have nothing to lose beside time, and time is an illusion, right? Uh, <laughs> And yeah, put yourself out there, even in academics. If there's an extra class that you want to take that you're really, really interested in, make the effort to take that class and get an A. Put the effort into college. Again, it is what you make out of it. It is what you put into it. It is what you make out of it. And make the most out of it. Mm -hmm. That's that's all I have to say. That's coming from someone who realized it a little too late to make the most out of college. Um, and please, please, please just have fun and enjoy. Always have a smile on your face. Everything is up to your attitude. I mean, that's a great, great advice there. And then you did give a lot of good pieces of advice throughout the episode as well. So thank you so much for coming today, Shahav. It was very, very good. I mean, first transfer student, amazing story. So thank you very much. Of course. Happy to help. Thank you. Have a good one. Have a good night. Bye. Take care. That's it for my interview with Shahaf. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Make sure to subscribe because next week I'll be releasing an interview with high school senior Sumanth. Now, what makes Sumanth's application process special is that he was concentrating on BSMD programs, Bachelor of Science, Doctor of Medicine programs. So he's going to give us a rundown of his college application process and tell us what exactly BSMD programs are. You do not want to miss that. Also, make sure to check out my blog, acollegekid.com, for more college-related content. But other than that, I hope to see you in the next one. Music